right. Sounds like that's where he is. What's up, dude? I'm there. I'm here. <laughs> yep. Well, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, just kind of laughing at the news with uh, old uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. What a perfect day to record a show. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, man. I guess we know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so much going on now. Oh, yeah. and it wasn't too much longer after that than the whole, uh, oh, this will be the most important election of our lifetimes now, boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, if it hasn't intensified before, no. <sighs> Now it's for for show. Sure. Oh. So I've got dogs in the background. I'm going to do my best to mute my mic. Okay. Whenever they start being stupid. Well, that's okay. And, and when I, you know, and I mean, when I say stupid, I mean, you know, good doggies because that's what they do. But, but yeah. you know, they get loud and they bark and they have fun and they don't understand that we're doing a show over here. You know what I mean? No, that's, uh, that's all foreign. You might as well be just talking gibberish to them. You could have like a red uh, on air light, but you know, they can't see color. So. And, and I have dachshunds, so they're like, they think they're, uh, oh yeah. Well, they're hound, you know, dachshunds are like just small, like long hound dogs, you know, so they howl right at, e- at each other. So, you know, it's fun. <laughs> it's not the, uh, the first dogs that have ever, uh, just broken up onto my podcast before. So my, uh, miniature poodle has done it. Uh, Allie Jill's, uh, great Dane Juno started barking at the FedEx guy. So I've had, right on, I, I've had a whole host of, uh, dog cameos on the show. <laughs> that's awesome well my my wife just put them outside so uh we'll awesome. see we'll see how long <laughs> so yeah it's like nine o'clock over here so uh the dogs have asked to go out like four times in the last hour so oh, they, yeah. they get ridiculous <laughs> and uh i teach right. my dogs to uh focus train so they look at me when they want something and they burn a hole right through your eyeballs <laughs> while doing it so fun. it's like i'm staring at you now i now want something i go to the other room dog right on right on. Righty. So, so you're what you're in Baton Rouge? Is that where you're at? Yep, uh, good old Red Stick, Louisiana. Yeah, you're Red Stick. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's what that's what Gumbo call. I have I I have family. I don't know if they still live there. They did for a while. They I have uh, basically my uncle and all of his kids all went to LSU. And, Go Tigers. Um, yeah, and then they and then of course a couple of them stuck around. So I think I still have a cousin or two over over there in that in that part of the part of the country right on so yeah it's always nice to know people but, well we're not you know we're not super close because you know the same, that same family is in uh atlanta too and then sacramento as well so we're you know my we're spread all over the place man yeah. i think i got people up all over i don't even know anymore and then of course we're out here in honolulu right so yeah it just shows you how spread out we are it's very spread out as far as the uh as far as the globe goes <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, I've got uh, I've got family over in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. I've got family over here, uh, a whole bunch up in Iowa and Nebraska. Some out west in Nevada. So it's a uh, yeah, we're kind of all over the place Nevada. Well. See, yeah, yeah. I even I got family in Reno, also the same line. Yeah, yeah there you go, Reno. Yeah, I used to live yeah. there for a long time. Actually, the yeah. world's largest trailer park called Sun Valley, right outside of uh, Reno. Is that that's the world's largest trailer park? Oh, dude, it's like streets and streets and streets, nothing but trailers. That's kind of like the joke. We just call it the world's largest trailer park. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Kind of funny. <laughs> it was like that in the eighties, and uh, every now and then I'll I'll get curious and check on the old Google Maps, and like not a whole lot of subdivisions have been built out there, so it's still just nothing but trailers. So, are you like Reno, Reno proper, like Sparks, or what? Yeah, the Sun Valley was like right on the north edge, so it was just right outside of town. 
like downtown we, we was like would, maybe 10 minutes away. So I grew, I grew up in Sacramento and, but you know, born and raised basically in that whole area. And then, um, right around high school, we decided we were going to run up to Reno and try our hand in some gambling, yeah. got into the casinos and, uh, you know, they let you spend money when you're a kid. Oh yeah. They yeah. just don't let you, they don't let you win money. Yeah. So when you, when you start winning, they, they show you where the door is, you know, and you know, when you're, 17 years old and stupid you don't realize what the game is you're like oh they caught me let me try the next one to see if i can get away with it you know it's like no. and they catch you they catch you as soon as you walk in the door yeah you know but but they're gonna let you they're gonna let you you know buy chips they're gonna let you go to the tables they're gonna let you play the machines that's right and uh but as soon as you start maybe making a little bit of money they they just run you out nope sorry you're underage you gotta go yep you know yeah they'll let, they'll let you get down like a good hundred bucks and then yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, we got something out of him. So, yeah, it's a uh, really hilarious how quickly the uh, casino uh, security systems are <laughs> all up your ass the moment you're walking the door. Yep. Yeah, and you really, yeah, you realize that now, right? Like as an adult, you look back on that and go, "Those guys <laughs> saw me coming a mile away. Oh, they yeah. knew exactly who I was." Yeah. 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 So uh, we got a family member who actually does uh, security work at the uh, one of the casinos here in Baton Rouge, and uh, yeah, he. <laughs> he knows quite a bit. He's like, Oh, my favorite are the guys who come in and think they can count cards and you know, then we'll, we'll do some funny business with the decks and just really mess with them. That's always fun. Yeah. That would be- Could you imagine though, like thinking you got, you're getting over on the house and then all of a sudden your whole scheme just falls apart. Oh yeah. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. Next yeah. thing you know, the old grandma sits down at the table and what you don't know is she's in on it. <laughs> yep. She's an employee. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I have a funny story about I got kicked out of a casino in uh, San Diego, one of the Indian casinos out in the desert. Oh, no. And I think, I, you know, I'm pretty sure like, uh, you know, it's been it's been almost that's uh, 15, almost 20 years. Right. So they probably I'm probably good to go back. I just I don't you know, I, when am yeah. I in San Diego? Right. But uh, yeah, I was I was playing poker and I threatened one of the people at the table. Oh, no. Um, yeah. And they they pulled my chips and said, you know, you got to go. <laughs> they took a picture of me. They they posted it on the wall. Not not welcome back in here. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's kind of a funny story. Um, it was it was a, it was I had just seen Go Dirt, right? <laughs> oh no. And uh, yeah. So and and the lady the lady at the table, her name was Coco, and she was blind in one eye, and you know she had that grayed over dead eye, right? Like yeah. You know I'm you know, not you know not it just it's how you how do you describe it right so she just kept she got me on tilt dude she was in my head and messing with me scrambling my brains all up and i said coco one more word out of you and i'm gonna stab you in your good eye with a soldering iron oh no and uh that was it dude <laughs> they took my chips yeah. i didn't have a soldering iron where did get that one? come from yeah. i don't know but it was i just saw joe dirt and it was in my head you know <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm not, it's like, I'm not at a table with a soldering iron, right? Like it obviously it was an empty, empty threat, but yeah, she was yeah. inside my head kicking, kicking things around, dude. And, and, uh, she got you and <laughs> and she got me. I was gone. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. The only time I've ever been escorted from the premises was when I grabbed a dealer at a blackjack table, I <laughs> grabbed his wrist because he did, we were pushed on a 17 and he went and started to grab my chips and I, I grabbed him by the wrist. I was like, no, no, we pushed. Those chips stay. Oh yeah, yeah. We essentially tied, and uh, that, that well, was. Well, I mean, it. so did they? Did they? So they. I mean, how'd that go down? Uh, they let me catch my chips out, and then they walked me out of the building, and uh, that was it. I said, "Yeah, don't come back. Can't put your hands on the dealer." I was like, "Well, damn it." Well, I mean, he yeah. was wrong. Yeah, 
It's totally yeah. wrong. I don't know. Might have got talking to. <laughs> might have got fired. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't been back. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna test the fate. Yeah. I've not played cards in a while. It's been a long time. It's probably better that way. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Anytime that we play, it's like the penny any like family game type yeah. stuff. You know. We, I taught my daughter how to play poker, and she's actually. I should say what I haven't played cards outside of my house in a while. Yeah. But 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 I've taught I've taught my daughter how to play poker and she's actually enjoying it. She's she's I mean I think she's pretty good. She's about 16 now and she knows she knows all the rules and All right. knows how to do some stuff. So, I mean, a little bit of time she might be dangerous, you know. <laughs> Especially teach her how to get in the inside somebody else's head. Oh yeah. And then she, she can, does. She's she too good. can be threatened yeah. with a soldering iron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Like, where did that come from? I, you know, I just seen Joe dirt. What, you know, in that whole, like Christopher Walken character character. Yeah. You know, you're talking to my man all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Why but, did that come out of my mouth right then? I don't know. Yeah. It's, you know, sometimes the mouth just starts flapping before you even realize what you even say. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Although if you would have done it in Christopher Walken's uh, voice, I guess that would have been. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't better. do. Yeah. I wish, I wish I was better at like uh, that kind of stuff. You know, the, the uh, impersonations or whatever. I wish I was good at that stuff. I'm just not. <laughs> yeah, I, can I, always, barely, I can barely speak. I can barely speak in my own voice. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I always give everybody <laughs> the warning. My celebrity impressions are poor. They're very bad. Don't, yeah. Yeah. Don't, let, right don't listen to them. Although I can do a pretty good Christopher Walken. But <laughs> actually, I got some funny stories about uh, old Chris. <laughs> so um, Baton Rouge has like a whole bunch of sound stages. And I, I know some people that uh, that work over there. And uh, yeah. apparently Christopher Walken's uh, shtick is uh, the first day that he's on set, it's his birthday. It doesn't matter what day it is. It's his birthday. So uh, this guy had worked with him before and he goes, it, it's not your birthday, Chris. What are you doing? He goes, I like birthday cake. So they go and get him a birthday cake with candles and everything. <laughs> that guy is weird. So that's his whole, that's his whole stick. Just, yeah. he just he, first day on. And of course, if you've been in the business for a while, you. Yeah, you probably. Oh, know. here comes Christopher Walken. I guess we better get some birthday cake ready to go. <laughs> get some birthday you know? cake candles. We're gonna sing Happy Birthday. Yeah, <laughs> he's just the weirdest guy of all time. Why not, man? <laughs> Why not? Weird. I mean, there's nothing wrong with weird. Nah, I mean, people yeah, remember be weird. you and you're weird. That, you know? That's for sure. We all remember the story of Christopher Walken first day on set. Asked for birthday cake. That's always fun. But uh, we all know who's not getting any more birthday cake anymore. That's uh, Ruth. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> He's done. Have you seen the memes? Oh, already? I know. They, yeah, they've they've started. It's like people have been, you know, waiting on this for a whole year, and we've I, been making I, nothing I but jokes. Some of these, I believe some of these are, um, yeah, definitely preloaded. They, they've had these for years, I'm sure. Some of them because they're just so hot. Yeah, you know. I know. I have like a whole bunch of saved special in a in a folder. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Death Watch. So. <laughs> My kid might have to move so those out. Are you, I mean, so like, are you even a little bit ashamed, you know? Oh, that we're kind of laughing at the, at yeah. the death of an elderly I, person. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for my, uh, my conscience to kick in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm waiting for that and it hasn't kicked in yet. I'm then that kind of disturbs me a little bit, you know? I think what it is is because we've been pretty much expecting this for what, two years now? A while. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the last time I saw her in public, you know, she was already like napping and didn't really know where she was. And so you just, you kind of look at it. It was like, oh yeah, yeah. She's about to die. Oh dude. Yeah. So I'm my, my wife, she like looked at me like I was, I was the worst person in the world because I 
immediately turned to her because you know I've been on house or house arrest, right? I'm or yeah. quarantine, I guess. And uh, so I immediately turned to her from the computer where I've been working remotely from, you know, and uh, I said, Hey, with a smile from ear to ear, Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead. Yeah. You know, and she's like, <laughs> like looked at me like you're a horrible human being for smiling, you know, <laughs> and she's right. I mean, cause it, I shouldn't have, but it's like, you, you just, it's like one of these big, big public figures that, you know, there's a lot going on here. And if you're any kind of like a libertarian minded person, you know, and you've been paying attention to anything. You know, you know what's coming next. Oh yeah. You know, like we are already burning some cities to the ground, yeah. and now this. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, oh no, here we go. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you, I you know, for me out here in Hawaii, Hawaii is like a uh, they are officially a May issue state for concealed carry permits. Like nobody has a concealed carry permit. It's it's it's. Yeah functionally a, a will not issue they will not issue you a concealed carry permit in this state mm, not even and, for a uh, sizable donation to somebody's campaign bro no not yeah, even you're not even and, um, okay yeah dude it's weird because like we actually have a lawsuit going in um the ninth circuit court in california has sided with you know has sided with uh it's a big old so young versus the state of hawaii right yeah and 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 uh it's a case where there's a guy from the big Island who was trying to get his concealed carry permit. They said, no. And so he said, okay, I want to open carry. They said, no. Hmm. And well, of course, because that's what they always say, right? That's just kind of the, you know, right. And so he took it to court. And so now it's at the, it's at the ninth circuit level. And uh, they initially sided with him uh, saying that, that Hawaii's um, gun laws are unconstitutional, specifically the, the, the concealed carry process. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so now the state appealed it. And so they're hearing it again at the Ninth Circuit, but it's going to be the en banc. Instead of like a three-judge panel, it's going to be a 10-judge panel. And so I'm telling my wife, I'm like, no matter what happens, that's going to the Supreme Court. Because if they side with if they side with Young again, then the state will appeal and it'll eventually end up in, in at the Supreme Court. And, and uh, you know, if the state wins, then of course Young's going to appeal, and it's going to go. Either way you look at it, it's going up. Yeah, right? it's automatic appeal, no, no so, matter how you slice so it. Now here's, so now here's now here's Ruth Bader Ginsburg, one of the people we knew that was going to side with, you know, uh, you know, totalitarianism, right? Like, right. <laughs> so like, yeah. like here, you know, and and so it was kind of like exciting. Like, you know, I'm a gun guy. I like guns, and and I can't carry because I'm a Hawaii resident and I live here. And um, but now that now that she's you know, dead, there's a, a really good chance in the very near future that, that the state's, you know, that the state's, you know, concealed carry permit process is going to be uh, deemed unconstitutional. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited about that, you know? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. She had to die for that to happen, you know? Yeah. I, and, I, you know, I was a little bit conflicted about this. I mean, it is an elderly person who just died and, yeah, you know, and I, I really shouldn't be, you know, smiling ear to ear about this, but I mean, just on her record alone, she was just an awful person. Yeah. I mean, that's my one thing. It's like, it's like, okay, yeah, she was elderly. Probably should have stepped down from the bench, you know, maybe 10 years ago, but uh, yeah, that's a, are you recording anything? Oh yeah. No, no, we, we started recording the moment you got in the room. So, okay. (laughs) Cause I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking at this going, I don't see any indicators that we're recording. Okay. No, it's just recording on my side. They, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Zoom is a little wonky. Sometimes it'll just like record my laptop speak, uh, microphone for no apparent reason at all. So, okay. Yeah. But, uh, everybody in the audience, you can now drink. Somebody asked if we were recording. So 
<laughs> is that is that normal? Does that happen to you? Yeah, that happened. That's that, that's happened a few times. Okay. <laughs> we'll just get rolling, and about ten minutes later, I was like, uh, "Awesome! Did I didn't hit record? Did you?" And I was like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. So like, so practice from a practical perspective, of course, like like uh, many others, I'm not a huge necessarily a huge fan of government at all. Yeah. But since we're all forced to live within the confines of its uh, dictates, I guess it's it's kind of from a Hawaii resident's perspective. Uh, I'm very interested in the young versus the state of Hawaii case and where that's going yeah. for us and uh, seeing that eventually it's going to go to the Supreme court, I'm sure. And then now we, um, one of the, one of the heavy hitters that was going to be going against the, you know, freedom um, yeah. is no longer a pro no longer a problem. And then what does that mean? Are they going to try and fast track somebody before November? Uh, I think I saw, Something from Mitch McConnell saying whoever he puts out in front of the Senate, they're just going to approve him. So that's going to be. So you think you think the crying is loud now? That's going to be oh. exciting to watch. Yes, I mean you know I've I've often referred to the, all the government stuff as like professional wrestling, and I mean it like it's all rigged. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, but it sure is entertaining, man. You know what I mean? Like suspend I suspend disbelief just to just to watch the show and. And uh, this is going to be fun to watch, you know. Yeah, yeah. To quote uh, Bill <laughs> Pullman from the movie Independence Day, exciting is not a word I would choose to describe it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can sit there. And we're, I'm I'm laughing about it, and it's just like uh, you know, laughing at the same time. And it's like, okay, do I have all my magazines loaded, plate carriers ready yeah. to go? <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. It's uh, it's interesting. It's definitely unique and uh, yeah. it'll be fun. It'll be fun to yeah. see how this all goes. Yeah. Especially if they fast track somebody in there and then uh, if it's oh, could you imagine if they put Bork up there just to like fuck with Oh them? dude, I, I don't even, I, <laughs> I don't even know. You know, I, I just, I know who it doesn't even matter. Right. Yeah. Because the, you know, and, and I'm, I always have to say this, I'm not a Trump supporter. I've never been a big fan of his period, but uh, I am entertained by some of the things that he does. Um, it doesn't matter who he selects. It doesn't matter who they try to confirm. Uh, it's going to be the wrong guy. Oh yeah. Right. It's, I mean, for half of the country, it's going to be the wrong guy. Yeah. No matter what. And so, so that's, yeah. So no matter what it could be, it could, it could hit even all the right wickets, like all the right, but because, because orange Trump man. Yeah. And, yeah. Orange man's behind it. It's, it's, it's the wrong guy, no matter what. So it's kind of fun. So it's a, just a fun time to be, observing things yeah his you know? selection could be like one step to the right of uh vi lennon and uh it still would be the wrong guy so. it'd be the wrong guy yeah yeah <laughs> or gal i mean you know or non-binary folk <laughs> yes you want to be all or inclusive yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah i didn't mean i certainly didn't mean to you know to to make this a, a non-inclusive statement when i said the wrong guy yeah, yeah. heaven forbid heaven forbid <laughs> you know the so. general guy you know use guys <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the, it's the non-gender. Was it the gender neutral version of guy? Yeah, yeah. I actually explained that to where I work today. I called somebody dude, and they said uh, dudette. I said no, dude is gender neutral, and it works yeah. for non-binary people too. Yeah, dude is just dude. Yeah, it's just yeah. dude. That's it. Yeah, incidentally, so is bro. Yeah, bro, bro. is also gender neutral. Uh, well, you're in Hawaii, so you also get the bra every now and then. Bra, too. yeah, b r a h, and then don't forget the b r u, bra, bra. That one's yeah. in there too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, growing up in Nevada, playing the hacky sack, getting all the California leftovers. <laughs> Dude, the world needs more hacky sack. 
Definitely. That's you want to talk about hand foot coordination. Well, I mean, just, I mean, just people hanging out, kicking a hacky sack. That there's just, there just needs to be more of that. I don't know when the last time was, it was definitely, yeah, it's been a while, you know, since I, since I played it. Yeah. And when you look outside now, you're definitely not seeing kids, you know, kicking around a hacky sack. So did you ever punch you? Did when you played, did you ever get punched? Dude, we got frogged all the time. Is that what that is, frog? <laughs> yeah, frog is when you go to punch somebody, but you put your middle knuckle up, so you get that oh. like extra. Yeah, you want to try and get somewhere like in between a muscle. Dude, I I was in I was in high school uh, learning how to play hacky sack, um, my freshman year, and I got in this circle with with a bunch of cowboys, and and maybe some of the parts of the country are going to listen to this and ask, like, what cowboys in California? Right. And, but yeah, the, yeah, there there were Northern California, yeah. and. Um, and, and there was some, and I wasn't good and I didn't know the rules of the game. I'm just learning, but I got blasted, dude. I was black and blue from my shoulder to my elbow, both arms. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude. So bad that one, I, I, I messed up and some guy came to hit me and I moved out of the way. And of course, if you flinch, it's like, it's worse. Cause then they get like two hits. Yeah. yeah they get a free one. Yeah. And, yeah, dude. And he missed and hit the wall behind me. Oh no. And I was like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes so, you just, yeah, I got, you just take the I got smoked in the I got smoked in the quad that day. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I got- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there was it some was- other uh, fun games that we played that kids today would look and just say no. You know, like the game Buck Buck, where you get you and a couple of your friends to hold each other on a pole and then you try to jump on their back like and they have to act like a bucking horse. <laughs> <laughs> I never played that. Oh but I would have if it was a game that we that we played. I'm sure I would have played it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh if anybody wants to take a deep dive, just get onto YouTube and look up a game, Buck Buck. And, uh, Buck you know, Buck. I mean, we like scratched eyes, you know, <laughs> people yeah. getting clawed. It was, it was, it was not good. No way. Especially from an insurance <laughs> standpoint. Could you imagine? Today? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Maybe sent home. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're yeah. danger to yourself and others. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, occasionally we would get the one person who like got a little bit too rambunctious and jumped over the horse completely. <laughs> So they either hit the pole or they just went straight to the ground. It was like, oh, no. I'm going to look that up. Buck, buck. I'm write it down first. <laughs> yeah. Taking some notes on silly 80s childhood games. <laughs> we need more of them, man. Like, yeah. we just do. We need more of them. Yeah. Bring back lawn darts. They were fun. Did you ever throw them at each other? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I mean, what else What else are you going to do with them, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, it had, had that blunt metal tip on it. It was just supposed to stick yeah. in the ground. But, uh, yeah, we had wail them at each other we would we would get in a circle throw them in the air oh and see right? who would stay there the longest and just and just and and don't move yes you know and and if you moved you <laughs> you you lost and if you got hit you lost right so it was like it was a game of chance and you could lose and it wasn't even your fault right like <laughs> such a self-own yeah so we would all circle up real tight circle throw it straight in the air and then just like stand there and you think about all the stuff that could have gone wrong, you know? Yeah. I think it hit you right in the head, just in the perfect spot. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Trying to explain we that one so to mom. Of course, we did BB gun wars. You know, we weren't smart. We oh, shot yeah. each other with pellet guns. Did yeah. you ever do that? Yeah. Benjamin, like, and we always had the rule. You can only do one pump on the Benjamin. You can't fill it all yeah. the way up. <laughs> yeah, we had, a, we had a two pump rule, two pump, no headshots. And uh, the first rule only lasted as long as the second rule. 
Yeah. So if somebody got clipped in the ear or took one, but you know, on the forehead or something like oh, no. that, yeah, like, then it was on. It was over. It was over. Forget it. Yeah, that first rule's out the window. So, <laughs> yeah, that, we had two rules, two pumps, no headshots. But you accidentally get get jacked in the dome, and and it was all over. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I got a friend of mine. It's amazing I survived childhood with all of my eyes, or with all of with both of my eyes. Yeah, honestly, you know. Yeah, I got a friend of mine like right on the tip of his nose. With the BB gun, more or less. <laughs> that sounds like it would have stung. Oh, he was in yeah. pain. He was in pain. <sighs> you know, like one end of his nose was like red, and then the spot that hit it, it was definitely, you could see the little welt from where the BBs just smacked him. And he had a nice little, uh, just like a deep red purple bruise all across his face. <sighs> I don't like believe a, it. For like a week. <laughs> I did, uh, yeah, you know, my childhood, and, and, you know, most of us probably are all the same. I, I think I was probably from age five to like age 13, 12, 13. I think I was just in a constant mild state of concussion, you know? Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Maybe later. No one listens when you say taxation. Uh, these guys again. Not finding what you want in a podcast? Check out peacefreaks.com. Join Nikki P and Lizzie Picone every week with a brand new episode. Just going you know from what I mean? one like, blackout to another. <laughs> yeah, dude, just smashing my head on things all the time. Yeah. Like just kind of that was like we would play tackle football in the street. I'd bounce my head off of the concrete, right? right? Or I'd ride my bike and try and hit that jump a little bit faster than I should have and, you know, hit the telephone pole, right? you know, or something, right? Like it's just constant. I think, I, you know, I look back on that and I go, I do not know if I would have passed the NFL's concussion protocol, you know, <laughs> like ever yeah. in my childhood from like age, from like age five to like age 12 or 13, just constantly. It's like all foggy. You know, there's some good memories there, but like a lot of it's kind of like just a blur. Yeah. Kind of. I don't remember all that, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I rode skateboards. I, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. It's like not even good skateboards. I'm, we're talking crappy Kmart blue light special uh, skateboards and uh, one little rock. Uh, I remember there was a, a time where I face planted right onto the concrete from the skateboard. My whole side of my face was all skinned up. It was God awful. And <laughs> that's just yeah, walking around. I'm just, you know, got scabs all over the place. You know, dad walking into the store and he'd turn around to say something. I would, you know, duck and say, not again. <laughs> My mom was scared that the, uh, that, that, that CPS was going to come get me because I was always walking around with like black eyes and oh yeah, and cuts and yeah, all that stuff. You know, just she you know, just from being just from being a kid, you know, my my parents didn't didn't smack me around. I wasn't an abused kid or anything. But man, if if you were to look at me through the lens of today, you would just assume that oh, yeah. that I was because I was constantly busted up over something, you know. But that's just what it was like being a kid, man. Yeah, that's just I, being I, rough I, and I think tumble. that's what we're missing a lot of right now, frankly. I sound so old when I say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm 41. I I definitely yeah, know. I, yeah, it's like yeah, I'm I'm 43. Yeah, see, I'm 43. So so yeah, 
Yeah, dude, we know it's the same thing. Nineteen eighty nine earthquake, uh, the nineteen eighty nine World Series earthquake. I remember I was riding my skateboard home to catch the game, and I fell off my skateboard and blasted my head right into the curb. Yeah, you know, like you know where the the sidewalk curves into the street kind of thing. Yeah, and I and I skipped my brain across that, and uh, and I didn't understand why that happened because I generally you know, you fall when you are doing tricks, but not when you're just kind of like rolling down the street to go home to watch the baseball game. Yeah. But uh, I realized now that, that, that I fell because there was an earthquake going on and we didn't usually get earthquakes in Sac. Yeah. We didn't get earthquakes in Sacramento. Right. And they didn't make it past the mountains, right? The Bay area got earthquakes all the time, but it didn't make it into the Valley very much. Right. Yeah. But we sure felt that one, bro. (laughs) And, and I mean, cause I mean, you remember the the fallout from that. Yeah. It was like, uh, was it one of the bridges collapsed? I think during that yeah, one, dude. Yeah, it was. Yeah, was, that one part, was a part of the one. Golden. Yeah. No, not the Golden Gate, but part of the uh, the Oakland Bay Bridge. Yeah, collapsed in on itself. Part of I eighty, like the entire like, because you know you go through the Bay Area and you have those double decker freeways, right? Yeah, and uh, so parts of I eighty just like fell, like the top version, like just fell on top of the bottom floor. Yeah, and imagine driving like, while that happens. Yeah, oh. they were, dude. My my uncle, same uncle that went to LSU, right? Uh, was in it was in Nevada at the time. And, uh, well, we could, I mean, this was before cell phones, right. And that was his, he was coming home from work. Yeah. Like during that earthquake. And so we were like, well, is he dead? You know? Yeah. And you don't know, you know, I mean, and we didn't know, I mean, of course, you know, he, he showed up several hours later because, you know, imagine your commute on that day. Right. Oh yeah. Um, nothing. And there was no, like, there was no phones. And even if there were phones, like all the phone lines were busy, you know, I remember them constantly telling us, don't call anybody, keep the lines clear. Yeah. Trying to, trying to do all the, you know, I remember that day. I remember that day vividly. I mean, the Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants were in the World Series. Yeah. Living in Nevada was always kind of weird because we kind of knew when California got hurt earthquakes because sometimes we would uh, feel the ground roll underneath our feet. Really? Yeah. And uh, huh. it was one day I was just uh, riding my bike up on a trail and uh, felt the ground roll. And I got off because it made me sick to my stomach. I had to throw up. And, uh, some lady came outside she goes, you okay? And I was like, yeah, I just, you know, all of a sudden just got sick. And she goes, oh no, it's probably a little, little side thing. California had an earthquake today. I was like, oh, okay. So how, so is it that funny? (laughs) Like, so, so there'd be an earthquake in like, you know, the, the, the coastal part of California, we wouldn't feel it in the Valley where I'm, where I'm from, but you would feel it in Nevada. Yeah, wow. sometimes I, I guess That's all crazy. of the, the conditions had to be right. And we would just kind of feel it and you don't really feel it like a rumble or a shake or anything. You just kind of feel like the ground just kind of roll underneath your foot. Wow. So you'd be standing wow. and then like all of a sudden you just get dizzy real quick. And you're like, oh, something's going on. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. That's the- yeah. We even huh. get them down here in Louisiana sometimes, but uh, there's just so much mud and clay and everything. We don't feel it at the surface. I want to move to Louisiana. <laughs> I'm going to go kill croc. I'm going to go kill alligators, man. I'm doing it. That that is always a fun experience. Uh, you got to convince uh, somebody to get a couple of tags from them. But uh. well, yeah. So I've been watching that that uh, Swamp People show, and and I I'm convinced I'm going to grab Gumbo, and we're going to go move. We're going to go move. You know, he's from he's from north or northwest southwest Louisiana, and uh, so I I've he's not sold yet, but I'm going to get him there. <laughs> we're going to go buy some land and we're going to kill alligators. We're just going to do that. Yep. There you go. Yeah. You can uh, go down to Pierre part and, uh, or buy you pigeon and <laughs> just get you some gator tags. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll be the only people on swamp people that don't need uh closed captioning 
credits up yeah there. dude yeah. we can just yeah we'd be we'd be movie stars we'd it's be, like, we'd be, oh we'd i can be, understand these people oh that's fine yeah <laughs> of course when i watch the show i can understand everything that they're saying and i was like and they don't need subtitles because uh there was a time i would go down to fushon and we would buy uh shrimp and everything and we would drive it up to st louis and just sell it out of the back of a truck so wow so are they um so do a lot of people hunt alligators is that a common thing or is that just something that like a very specific type of person does yeah you you need uh tags for that kind of thing and uh so a lot of the people they own land where the gators are going to like sun themselves up on the banks or just are just going to be in like little canals and everything Mm -hmm. but uh yeah you'll see them on the show they have all those yellow tags and they got to get that from wildlife and fisheries and everything for that and uh i don't think it's on a lottery system anymore because there's We've got a lot of gators down here. So yeah, that's what the show, the show, you know, I, you can't believe everything you see on TV. Right. But like, that's what they were saying on the show is that the population of, of alligators is just exploding recently. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they can get pretty big. I mean, anywhere from about 10 to uh, 13 feet is usually what I've seen. Wow. Big lizard. <laughs> Very big. <laughs> yeah. I was like, even the little small ones, you know, they'll, they'll give you pause. I've had one of those crawl up underneath the house once and, uh, yeah. Having to be because you know the sixteen-year-old because he's got a strong back and weak mind, he can get underneath there and go get that gator out from underneath there. It's like no. <laughs> oh, he was ready to go. He wanted to, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I got it up underneath there and helped the guy uh, get the uh, electrician's tape around his mouth and wrestle him out of there. And just the, even the little four-foot ones that that's that's a lot to handle. Well, they'll take a finger off, right? Uh, oh, four-foot one would probably take your whole hand. Given the chance, you know they weigh like a. What a hundred pounds for that small, but you know they've they've got the strength of like five people. So yeah, the the jaws even yeah you know the rest of the I mean everything you hear about them is is it's all jaw power right yeah you know and the tail take too. a chunk of you off yeah the tail and they'll just go they'll, they'll just roll and then doing that'll just twist whatever part that is clean off your body right yep you know yeah and it's uh it's almost scary when you see the little babies and you know I've seen them being fed before and they'll throw like little pieces of chicken on them. And already yeah. at a baby, they'll grab a piece of chicken, start rolling in the water. It's like, man, oh, they wow. come out of the egg, yeah. just ready to kill. <laughs> yeah, well, some some they're just designed, man. They're just yeah. well designed. Well, I mean, uh, there's a reason why that is a living dinosaur, and it's still among us. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's, they're very well designed. Absolutely. That's its apex, top of the line, evolved model right there. So <laughs> I want to do it. I want to do it. Maybe we'll come find you with us. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. That's uh, the other thing down here is uh, feral hogs because they're all over the place. And then uh, the the thing that nobody expects, Nutrirat. Is that like a beaver? It is. Kind of? Yeah, kind of. It is a very large rat. So try to imagine uh, a 30-pound rat. (laughs) No, thank you. I don't want to imagine that. Yeah, people that go hunt them with dogs, they have to be careful with the dogs because the the rats will will mess up the dog because they'll get bit and scratched and everything else. And they're not clean animals, right? So whatever it is, it's got it's got, you know, diseases or whatever, right? So, yeah, for the most part, even, you, you can eat them. But uh, I've I've had Nutra before, and it's it's pretty okay. <laughs> not yeah. something I would want to eat every day, but uh, yeah, it's you Ew. can get paid. Uh, you just bring the tails in, and uh, it used to be like five dollars a tail. I don't know what it is now. But, oh, yeah, so there's a bounty. Yeah, yeah, they're okay. Invasive species, and they will just. Eat ground, and uh, if you've got a house over one of their dens, it'll fall over. So, 
Oh, wow. Yeah. They're, they're, oh, it just burrows and burrows uh, until there's nothing left of the foundation. Yeah. Right. Or I guess you guys have a lot of houses that are up on stilts there because of what the, the floods and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, there's no bedrock anywhere near surface. So a lot of times you'll see uh, pier and beam houses. So then mm. they'll just be kind of set up. And then some of the lower areas, uh, yeah, you'll find a house up on stilts. Some of them are, wow. you know, they can float for a good distance. <laughs> just <laughs> they a, build a house that can float? Yeah, you you see some of the houses up on stilts, they'll have uh, inflatable pontoons underneath it. So if they think the water's going to get high enough, it's going to lift it off of that, uh, off the stilts, then it'll float for a little bit. That's not, yeah, crazy. I've never either. heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a, uh, that was a Dutch mastermind. <laughs> I've never one. heard that before. Oh yeah. That was like, that's the, awesome. Yeah. Just large inflatable pontoons. It's like one thing you pull the ripcord and it just inflates itself. So they just have like, uh, like CO2 cartridges, just, just ready to go yeah they just pop it in or what yeah it's like some kind of ripcord thing and they'll just pull it and it just inflates in uh just a few seconds and it's enough to to hold the house up at least for a little bit but uh, pretty nuts just for like you know like a like a storm surge or something else like that that's coming through right that's neat that's interesting okay (laughs) wow never heard that yeah apparently the dutch have also worked out stilts that that raise and lower with uh with the tides so well, if, yeah, the the Dutch have been doing that for a while, right? Yeah. You know, those are the guys you want to learn from when it comes to building things at or below sea level. Yeah, very true. You know, yeah. but yeah, Louisiana is kind of a fun place. So just hot. <laughs> yeah, I got to figure it out. It's uh, it's it's just interesting being in Hawaii. Like, I don't want to smash. I don't want to like you know. Ba- I should. I don't say. I don't say. I don't want to bash Hawaii too bad because I because I do really enjoy living here. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course the weather, you can't, you just can't beat it. You just can't beat the weather. It's awesome. You know, and, and the people are genuinely friendly. Like the whole Aloha spirit is real. It's a real thing. It's not just something they do for tourists. I mean, it's everywhere. Right. Um, but it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's the politics are impossible and, um, and the cost of living is, is, is challenging yeah. to say the least. And uh, I, I don't know, I, you know, I don't know how much longer I, you know, I don't have any plans to leave, but I don't, I don't, I don't know how much longer I can stay here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's kind of one of those bad. things. That you think you're moving to paradise when you go there, because I mean, we've all seen the pictures of it on TV and, and everything it, else. And it is, and that's yeah. not just a postcard, man. It it is really that nice. It really is. And I mean, like everywhere else, it's got some rough spots, some rough neighborhoods, but I mean, it really is that nice. Yeah, and beautiful, and the people really are that genuine, wholesome aloha. I mean. It, it, it's real, but it, it doesn't translate to the politics. I don't understand you know, that there, there's not a real understanding of what freedom is here. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, you know, that's for example, I'm on 14 day. This is my 14th day on quarantine. Yeah. I go to bed tonight, uh, you know, under house arrest. I wake up tomorrow morning as, as their version of a free man. I get to go out and do what I want to do. Um, but for 14 days I've been stuck in my house and, and I enjoy my home. I'm not complaining about my home, but yeah, you just don't but, want to be uh, there under lock I don't and want to be key. here for two weeks. Yeah. 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 Well, that was that and being told that you have to stay home otherwise oh, yeah, or else. Yeah. We're not quite to the yeah. level of Australia yet, but, uh, no. well, they're getting there and, you know, and, and, and they have things in place here. I mean, I just, we spent the first part of the conversation about how there's no concealed carry permits issued in Hawaii. You know, so they kind of already know that you're not really going to fight back. Yeah, very you know, true. Um, and and not that you know, I don't. I, I say that not as like kind of an ultimatum or like a 
like uh you know I'm not trying to like be violent or suggestive about violence but i mean where where people are armed people are polite yeah generally you know yeah that seems to be the case and um you know it's it's not that anybody doesn't have their their point of no return yeah. you know you push somebody long enough at some point they are going to push you back so i've often referred to it as a political brinksmanship the that, mm-hmm. I, that I think statists like to play. It's like, let's see how far we can push them. And uh, that's, that's good because, and it's all incremental, right? So, right. so they push you to the brink and you say enough and you finally put up a wall and, and, and you fight back and then they say, okay. And then they step back, right? Oh, 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 we went too far. Sorry. We'll come back. And so they've gained two, you know, two or three steps on you and they take one back. Right. And then right when everybody settles back down, they push again, two or three more steps and then they take one back, you know? And and it is it's it's incremental and it's it's brinksmanship. That's a good way of saying it. Political yeah. brinksmanship. And yeah. and even if something like that does pop off, uh, you're not going to be the good guy on their media. So no, dude. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you you look at you look at every opportunity where somebody has had to defend themselves against uh, somebody in a in a in a magic costume with a badge, and and uh, it doesn't matter what what is is occurring. Somebody's trying to defend themselves against somebody else, uh, but if that guy's that that other guy's got that costume and badge on, they can do no wrong. Oh yeah, it's weird, right? It's so weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, I guess except, unless 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 it's like uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've played the uh, the Larkin Rose. Uh, when is it okay to shoot a cop with some of the uh, some of the people around here? And you should see the looks on their face when they're trying to figure out the math to get around that problem. Mm. <laughs> And, uh, and I'll just, while I see him thinking about it and I'm just going to say, okay, well, I'm going to give you a hint. The answer is not never. And then you can start seeing the smoke and uh, you almost have to do that one at a time. Yep. You know, you can't, you can't do that to a group of people or even a pair, yeah. uh, you know, two or three people. It's uh, you almost have to do that in, you know, in the, in the privacy and comfort of a one-on-one conversation, because. Um, have you ever seen that where where you have a bunch of a, a few statists together as you are rationalizing through their arguments and showing the flaws of their reason and logic that, that oh, no, it is yeah, not they'll... reason and it's not logic? They gang up, right? And they and they support each other because they can't lose the the argument. But if you can take one of them away and just go off to the side and have a, a legitimate conversation with them and and approach it, they they start to see the flaw in their logic. You just but when they're grouped together, they can't. It's the hive mind. Oh yeah, is too strong. You know, interesting. Yeah, the, the verbal equivalent of uh, circling the wagons. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And uh, so you know, early on in in you know in my uh, conversion is that a good word? My yeah. conversion to to volunteerism. Uh, I was so you know so pumped like so many of us are right and and uh, and I go and I talk to everybody oh yeah this is great yeah listen to me I know everything right of course I didn't but I mean like you know you just you're just jazzed up right yeah you get excited and about of course it. and and I'm still though and I still don't right because there's always more to learn and uh, but early on I realized that you cannot talk to a group of people <laughs> <laughs> you know you have to it's got to be one on one and and uh, that's what makes it so hard because the indoctrination is so strong. You know, yeah. and the pressure to conform is so strong, whether they believe it or not, they realize it or not, you know? Yeah. Uh, I have a taxation is theft sticker on my back of my car and, uh, it has gotten me into trouble on so many occasions. Really? Oh yeah. Uh, people sometimes will see it and I'll, I'll, I'll get the little honk and I'll look and people, you know, give me the thumbs up 
And then there's the types that will wait until I stop somewhere so that they can get me out and tell me how much it isn't. And the last time this happened, I had a uh, Department of Transportation guy. <laughs> and uh, he was like, What about not- the roads? Did he yeah. hit you with that? What about oh, the roads? It was the very first thing I was like, You're driving on the street. I was like, uh, Yeah, yeah. I, di- I didn't ask for the street to be built. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, And look at the street. Look at all the potholes. Yeah. Guess where there's not potholes? The Walmart parking lot. You do the math. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, and and the and the argument that oh, for some reason that but it uh, the, the argument that they have for it, you know, is legitimately one of their best arguments is that you know somebody's got to build the roads, but it's a garbage argument because there's an assumption that in a voluntary society we just wouldn't figure out how to get from point A to point B, right? Like we just would never figure it out yep. how to non-violently, voluntarily, and 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 with a degree of of of. <laughs> cooperation find a mutually beneficial way to get from point a to point b like that just would never happen yeah we just it's out of their mind they don't even grasp that concept yeah, like what figure like, that out yeah you could they can't like <laughs> and then the other argument too that i like to say is we don't even know we don't even know if roads are are the are the most efficient way to tr- to you know for us to be you know to for for transportation for us right right um you know it, it's that whole uh, behavior that's that's uh you know that's uh um oh man why am i drawing a blank i don't need, I need more coffee but <laughs> you know it's it's subsidized behavior is what i was trying to say yeah right so so the roads are there because they're paid for by taxation so they're functionally we say they're free even though they're not right so free with quotes um and so it's subsidized behavior and that's why we have cars because we have subsidized roads right if you don't have subsidized roads we don't even know if we need cars anymore we don't even know Right. We've we've held the technological advance back because we have subsidized roads. Yeah. Like we don't know, I mean, we all know we can sit here and talk about how how uh old and out of date and um you know the the internal combustion engine is. Like it could be totally replaced by something else. Um but because the behavior is subsidized, we get more of that behavior. So, I don't know. I I don't know if that's a valid argument, but I look at it from that economic perspective is one of the rules of economics is about, about subsidized behavior. You always expect more of that subsidized behavior when it's subsidized. Right. And, yeah. and, and that's what roads do for us. Yeah. There's no telling what would have been developed in the absence of yeah. internal combustion engines because the first car ever made was an electric car. So, yeah, you know, uh, and then, yeah. And then, and then you have GM that was bailed out. They were going to go out of business you know, and they were bailed out under, under the Obama administration. And, and I, I'm a GM guy. I got a Chevy truck. I like it. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, whatever. But I mean, I've always been kind failed. of a Chevy guy. But it failed. The yeah. company failed. And you have, you, we've missed the opportunity, at least in that point right there. We don't know what could have been. Yeah, 2,500 out-of-work auto workers is sad. That's that's unfortunate. And, and I don't want to dance on anybody's, you know, uh, misfortune. Right. But, you know, necessity is a mother of invention, bro. We, we don't know what we passed up, what we missed out on by allowing that dying company to stay in business, you know? Yeah, that's a, it's kind of a sad thing. And, and it's always really funny when people want to bring yeah. up the who will build the roads. I, I'm the worst person to argue against this because uh, I'm a civil designer. Uh, my roads oh. are literally my job. So that's what you do. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, uh, you know, I design these roads all the time and, uh, you want to take a guess how many miles of private roads I've built for plants and, you know, wastewater treatment plants and everything. Cause they all need roads inside of there. Yeah. 
uh, for trucks and everything. Uh, so, I mean, really, it's just concrete and rebar and trying to make sure that the rain doesn't stay on it when it falls on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all yeah. that complicated. Just build the, just a little bit of a crown on it, right? Just kind of let it roll up. Yeah. Yeah. And then just, yeah. you know, it, especially in Louisiana, just make sure you have a storm drain next next to it. So it'll catch yeah. all of it. But uh, that's, that's another discussion for another day. But uh, yeah, it's it's always so fun. I was like, and then I'd like to throw it. And I was like, by the way, thorium, uh, you can have a reactor uh, fueled by thorium and you can shield all of its radiation with aluminum foil. So you could literally have a thorium reactor sitting in the back of a truck, powering the truck for a hundred years. But uh, that's a little bit too outside the box for some people, I guess. Not for me, bro. I'm in. Yeah. And just, you know, if it's working for a car, you know, do, do we really need coal, fire, power plants producing yeah. electricity for a house? Oh, I, yeah, I said that for a while. I don't know if you are ever, uh, you know, if we're talking about power and we're talking about clean energy and we don't, we don't talk about nuclear power at all, we're just not being honest, you know, yeah. at all. No, right, they, like, yeah, they they definitely want to sit on the no nukes, no nukes. And it's like, well, guys, come on. It's the, one of the cleanest things we got. Oh, radiation, radiation. I was like, yeah. And it's all shielded in the plant. And yeah. I watched, I, well, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I used to be in the Navy, right? Like, you know, I've been around nuclear powered ships and stuff like that. And, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a big difference between nuclear explosions and, and nuclear reactions, right? Like, right. Uh, of, of course, an explosion is a reaction, but I mean, like you have a, you have a nuclear reactor that creates electricity and power. Um, and then you have, an, uh, you know, a nuclear explosion, which wipes people's, you know, which blow, you know, we all know what that is. It blows yeah. everything up, but it's not the same thing. You know, the amount of energy that is created by a nuclear plant, you know, you know, compared to the amount of waste that's generated, you know, is, is astronomical. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, and and so we're so afraid of something that something like that it's it's stupid. I watched I watched a nuclear power plant go, you know, basically get get shut down in my childhood because of a vote that the people went, you know, had and and ran it out ran them out of business. I guess I don't know if it's called out of business necessarily, but it was, you know, they they, they shut down the nuclear power plant. Yeah. And it's still there. It's still there. It's just that it's not being run. Yeah. And so then in California, you have all these rolling brownouts and you have all these nuclear power plants that are just sitting dormant. Yeah. Could be you know, used. slowly being dismantled because you can't dismantle them quickly. They have to be dismantled slowly. Yeah. You know, there's a process. And, to uh, it. There's a process. And so the power's there. They just refuse to use it, you know? Yeah. And that's also like a uh, desalinization plants in uh, mm. California. You know, they don't want to use yeah. those either. I was like, well, we got all this fresh water in Lake Mead. I was like, yeah, that you, Nevada and Arizona are all using too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and so be the guy from Northern California and, uh, and see, and see that water being taken, you know, California's in a perpetual drought. Every time you turn around, somebody's talking about the drought, in California, but, yeah. but then you look at the Sacramento San Joaquin Valley and how green it is. And then you look at like the mountains, the Sierra Nevada mountain range and all the snow and all the great, you know, the, the green trees and everything. You wonder, how is it a drought? But then it's a drought because you built one of the biggest cities in the country in the middle of a desert. Yeah. Right. Like Los Angeles yeah, shouldn't be there. Yeah. It's you know, and then, <laughs> and then, just and then, don't do it. Don't. And then you take all the water from the places that have water and you, and you, and you put it in the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, man, the aqueduct system and it takes it all the way down to Southern California. Well, California's, you know, you, you have too many people for the water. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's not necessarily that the water, there isn't enough water. It's just, there's too many people. If we would just, you know, and, and you're right about the salinization plant, the desalinization plants, they, they should be able to operate that at the coast and leave the farmland alone up North. But yeah. I mean, you know, how else does Saudi Arabia get water? I mean, before that it was nomadic tribes that would go from one oasis to another. Yeah. You know, in yeah. search of fresh water. I was like, oh, we just build these machines and it takes all the salt out of the water and then we can sell the salt. Yeah. How do you think <laughs> ships get water at sea? Yeah. You know, they, they, they make it. Yeah, they desalinate. They make it from the ocean. There's no there's there's an unlimited supply of water if you know how to how to process it. You know, yeah. so, just the I trick of just getting all the salt out of it, and then there you go. And then you've got a product Bro, we, that you can sell on the side. We've solved the all the world all the world's problems just now. You know that, right? <sighs> like you and I, we could. They should just they just pay us. You know what it is? It's not that there shouldn't be government. It's that we should be in charge of the government. You know, oh, the two of us. Yes. We yeah. We have no problems whatsoever. You and I both <laughs> could work from the inside to change it. And, uh, <laughs> well, I think uh, solving all of the world's uh, problems is probably a good place to leave it off, and we can always pick this up again on another episode. But uh, Q, right why don't on, you go dude. ahead and drop whatever plugs you got? Okay, so um, you guys can listen. I, you know, I'm Q the Abolitionist, and I and I got a podcast too with with my good buddy Crypto Gumbo. It's called Unshackled Liberty. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter mostly at Q underscore Abolitionist is my name, and my buddy uh, is at Crypto Gumbo. So. Um, that's what I got, dude. I, I do have also a Facebook account, but it, it's mostly just kind of, I, I try to stay off of the face of the Facebook <laughs> stuff because I just, it's the, the type of sewer that, 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 that Twitter can be, it's like a hundred times worse on Facebook because yeah, I think, I think the, the, uh, what is it? The character restrictions on Twitter. Yeah. You can only say so much garbage, man. You yeah. know, like Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, you can write a novel and, and yeah, reply. you could. I mean, yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I try to stay off of that, but I'm there too. So thanks. Thanks for having me on, man. I, I had a good time. This was a good chat. Yeah, no problem. It's uh, been a long time coming. I've always wanted to get uh, all the rest of the podcasters on at, at some point. So <laughs> it was right definitely on, fun. Dude. Get Thank to you. talk about some West Coast stuff. Hacky sack. Absolutely. We need more hacky sack. That's for sure. We'll, yep. we'll, we need to hang on to that one. Break the kids' brains with uh, Buck Buck and everything. So I mean, quite <laughs> literally. So <laughs> All right, cute man. Take, a, take it easy, man. <laughs> All right, buddy. Take it easy, man. Thanks. Right. Bye. Yeah. All right, folks. And there he goes. Cue the abolitionist. Such a great talk. Um, that was that was great. So uh, if you want to find all those links, I'll have them down below in the show notes because you're reading the show notes, right? Wink, wink. But also, if you look down there in the show notes, you will find some other goodies. Uh, you will find all of the different ways that you can support this content creator. You know, I've got the uh, the Patreon, the Subscribe Star, Float. Uh, I've got a Cash App, PayPal. You want to buy some merch? You can do that. I got a Teespring store. I got all kinds of t-shirts on there. Uh, one that has generated a lot of interest on there, uh, but I haven't seen any sales from it yet. It just is a shirt that just says political atheist on it. Yeah. So if you want to get that shirt, you can head on over to my Teespring store linked down below in the show notes. But otherwise, guys, take it easy. We'll come at you next time with a brand new episode of Ribble with a Cause out. Out.